Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. No, Kayode, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000 of you. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hat fact of the day is four. Four days until GlassCon 2021. That's the first ever glass ceiling convention. And our theme is challenging the system. Nigerian women taking political power. We're not asking. We're not requesting. We're not clamoring. We're not even agitating. We're taking. GlassCon is a strategy session. We're not going to be talking about uh, the obstacles that are stopping women from getting equal political power. Uh -uh. Instead, we're going to be saying for this obstacle, here is a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. Once again, I have to thank our partners, Osiwa. Uh, and we have three embassies in our corner. There's the Canadian High Commission, the U.S. Um, Consulate General, and the U.K. High Commission. In fact... The UK's Deputy High Commissioner, Ben Lulene Jones, uh, will be giving the opening remarks. I'm looking forward to that. Second hard fact of the day, 479 confirmed cases yesterday. That's about uh, 100 fewer cases than last week, um, Wednesday. But remember, it can still spike up at any moment. So please, Lagos... Take your precautions. I was very worried on my way into work today, uh, not seeing a, a lot of masks on people's faces. Because don't go out unless you cannot avoid going out. Ah, and when you do go out, wear your mask. Maintain your distance from people. Wash your hands and sanitize your hands. These are actually basic hygiene things that you can afford to do. We need to keep ourselves safe. We need to keep each other safe. Vaccines are coming. and We're going to talk about that on the big three, but we still don't have enough enough for everybody in this first batch and of course there's going to be a criteria there is a criteria actually for who and who will get access you need to keep listening to hard facts if you want to learn all about that we have the most accurate uh, information on COVID-19 and so much more let's start with the big three today we'll talk about the food blockade uh, that's ended they've agreed to end it then we'll talk about the no-fly zone over Zamfara and then we'll talk about political religious and traditional leaders getting priority with the vaccine. Today's Wednesday, we're bringing you the glass ceiling. Let's talk about uh, child care some more. Is it the primary responsibility of fathers, mothers or both? It's an offshoot from our conversation about domestic work and now we're focusing on raising and taking care of the children. Because it kept coming up. People kept talking about that specific thing. And the language around it continued to lean in one direction. 
So at four o'clock, you will tell me who you think should take care of the children. The mother, the father, or both. 4 p.m. On Balogo and Broad, let's talk about the ruling that computer village shop owners are not subject to the lodger. 5 p.m. That's when that conversation will come your way. You're going to get news updates at the top of every hour. You need to listen to every minute if you want to win just a minute. After the news at 6, I, I stay here so that we can take a look back at the stories that we covered uh, throughout the day. And then at 6.30, I hand you over to America, Voice of America, for Let's Talk. But let's get started with the big three, Lagos. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hard facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Can food producers in the north withstand the blockade? Will the no-fly zone and gold mining ban stop the kidnappings in Zamfara? And should traditional religious and political leaders get the vaccines first? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. The food blockade is our first story, as well as the reactions to it. Uh, during the news at three, the news update at three, you heard that they've agreed uh, to call it off. I'm talking about the Amalga- Amalgamated Union of Food and Cattle Dealers of Nigeria. You heard the governor of Kogi begging them to call off the blockade, and they finally agreed to um, call it off. But before that meeting this afternoon, something... Uh, um, interesting what's happening uh, in the town of Jeba. Jeba is the boundary between Kwara and Niger states. And usually Jeba is a hub for food transport. Lots of trucks move through there to get to the southwest from the north. And that's one of the places where the blockade is happening. Basically, members of AUF-CDN blocked the road there. Their chapter stopped all food trucks from moving into Kwara and beyond. No cattle, no tomatoes, no yam, no vegetable, no onions. Now, you have to remember, before they called it off this afternoon, their motives were that they wanted compensation of 4.5 billion naira over the Shasha market clash. And until then, no food will go south. That's what they said. The idea is, of course, for people in the affected areas to feel the impact and pressure government to pay the compensation. But it turns out that the buyers in the South are not the only people feeling the impact. If you're watching on Facebook right now, we're showing you a video uh, from a market. You have sellers in the North who are feeling the impact as well. Traders are saying that their goods are spoiling since they cannot move uh, their goods to the south. Our live stream is Nigeria Info 99.3. Uh, that's for Facebook. And uh, YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. You've got traders in Jeba saying that they think they've lost goods worth over a billion naira. Now, you have to remember that this started because some food traders in the north said that they've suffered four and a half billion in damages. So now add another billion. But this time, these damages are from their own action meant to solve this problem. And it's not just Jeba. All over the north, traders are complaining that food prices are, cr- are crashing. Why? 
supply and demand. Demand has suddenly dropped because trucks cannot take food south where the demand is. And so now there's an oversupply in the north and traders are selling at a loss. Let me give you some examples. In Kano, a bag of onions dropped from 35,000 naira to 7,000 naira. In Joss, a bag of Irish potatoes fell from 17,000 naira to 9,000 naira. In Kaduna, a basket, a small dustbin basket of tomatoes went from 8,000 naira to 150 naira. Sorry, 800 naira uh, to 150. 800, not 8,000. So that's what the markets are looking like. In the north, food prices are crashing, traders are upset. And in the south, food prices are rising and consumers are upset. If you listen to Jimmy Disu yesterday, by the way, he's on air every day, 7 a.m. to 7.30 and um, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you were here, then if you listened to him yesterday, uh, him and Sheriff, that is, then you heard him interviewing Benga Omotosho. And you know that that conversation went a certain way, right? That conversation uh, revealed that the state government was doing its best to try and solve um, that particular problem. Now, I'm hoping that I can find that, um, um, what's it called now, that audio for you and play it for you if you were not here during the meeting. But it doesn't look like um, we have it here. We don't have it here, so um, unfortunately I can't play for you, but it is on our Twitter and you can go and listen for yourself. But um, the Commissioner for Information was basically saying that um, the governor was trying to do something about it and that the hardship wouldn't last for long. But you have the AAUFCDN backing down. They've backed down. They're saying that they're ready for um, trade to continue. Before now, they were saying that they're ready for food traders in the north to lose business, to lose goods, as long as eventually their demands are met. Now, we don't know if their demands were met, but we do know that they've agreed to call it off. So I want to know what you think about this whole debacle. What do you think about this entire thing that, that went down for the past few days in Nigeria? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 80 Our number for women, 1465 7190 What do you think about the events that transpired in this country over the past few days with one part of the country blocking food from the other part of the country? or to the other part of the country? Food supply to the other part of the country. Tare is in Lekki. Hello, Tare. Hello, Sunrise, especially. Good afternoon. Good you afternoon. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Nice talking. It's been a while, I've called. Yes, it has been a while. I try to be um, calm. Mm, okay, we appreciate it. Welcome today. Why have you called today? Okay, um, why I called is because um, this thing, is, I keep saying that the Northern leaders are the problem of this country. They are the problem of this country. Look at this. You want to start with South because of food? Look at what you just said now, from 35k to 70k. We are the only buying that food stuff. They don't eat it. We buy Now, my advice goes to the government and leaders of the South, South, and the South East. It's go to the farm because it, it will happen again. 
It happened again. And it's so very sad. The Northern leaders are the problem of this country. They are the ones causing this problem. Thank you very much for calling to say it. Christiana is in our jack. Christiana is a first-time caller. We're glad to have you today, Christiana. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Welcome. I want to contribute to the food stuff. I don't know. You know, in Nigeria, we don't always know the repercussion of everything we are doing. Hmm. They did that thinking that maybe we on this side will suffer. Hmm. But they too, they too feel it. I want to believe I don't think anything is given to them. They just decided to cut it off because of what they are losing. So we, we just have to sit down and think before we do something. That has always been a problem. I don't know how it's going to be solved. So that is just my contribution. Uh-huh. If you find out, you will know that nothing has been done. They just decided to cut it off because of what they are losing on their own end. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, Christiana, thank you very much for calling. Christiana says the only reason they're calling o- calling it off is because of what they are losing on their own end. Hmm. We've got uh, Baba G in Badagri on uh, the line. Hello, Baba G. Yeah, uh, you can hear me very well. Yes, you're live on the show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, one thing I understand about the Southern leaders, I think we should wear our ticking cap. Now, if you drive from Lagos to Ibadan, you drive from Lagos to Benin, going down to the east. Just look both sides of the road. You will see thick forests. They've never even tempered with for more than 100 years now. But you know what they do? Most of the land there, they build estates. So people will be living in the estate without eating. Now look at some set of people holding Nigeria to ransom that they don't even care. Even if they are goose, you know, gospels, no problem. Now you will understand that Nigeria, if we refuse to sit down and talk, I think what we come again, nobody can be able to hold it. Like somebody said this morning, what about another section of Nigeria said, you are using our resources to feed the Nigerians. Let us cut our crude oil, the petroleum product. The government will not stand up. It will send military to go and stop those boys. But we have an association that stop traders not to transport their goods to one side of the Nigeria. It's so sad, Sandra. It's very, very sad. We always find ourselves. Babaji, thank you very much for calling. We've got Florence on the line. Hello, Florence. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good to have you on the show. What do you think about um, them calling it off? Hey, there's one Igbo adage that says, Ome it say they do me, they do yourself. <laughs> So they thought that if they did not bring down the food here, that we are going to suffer. Now they are also suffering it. So that is why they called it off. Hmm. So. Okay. All right, Florence. Thank you very much for calling. We've got Tony now. Tony's on the line. Hello, Tony. Thank you for calling. Yeah, hello. Good to have you on the show, Tony. Yes, I have to say something. Hmm. Yes. I don't know why the, 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 that union decided to call off the, their blockade. They should have continued. You know, these people are taking us for a ride, Sandra. Okay. Yeah? They, are, they, are, they are taking us for a ride. And I don't think that it will continue to infinity. Yeah? You came to this house, continue killing our farmers, and you are still demanding for a ransom. Where has this happened before? They should have continued with their blockade. I thank God this is a lesson for the whole Southerners to know what to do. 
All right. Thank you very much Cheers. for calling, Tony. Let's talk to Pascal. Pascal is also a first-time caller on the show. Pascal, we're glad you called us today. Thank you. Welcome. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I have to contribute is this, this thing that is happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody like me, I like it because he's uh, somehow opening eye. Like somebody like me that lived not for very long time. Mm. Okay, all this time that Odi Salmanjiri is spoiling people's properties in many parts of the north. So, so these people, they are aware that this type of uh, in short. Anyway, uh, I, I did not um, encourage people to damage people's property because I'm one of the victims before mm. uh, for many years in, in some part of the states in north, but. Uh, 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 let themselves put themselves in another people's shoe. But uh, uh, I, I, I did not encourage anybody to go and damage people's property. But it's an opening eye for Southern people. Thank you. Thank you very much um, for calling. We appreciate it. We've got Shade in Ikeja. Hello, Shade. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Welcome. Yes. You know, the words I have for those people, they're not radio friendly. But I really hope that they didn't pay them. Because it, it just shows the entitlement, the AFM, the, 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 the people. Like you wake up one day and just decide, you know, we want 4.7 billion naira, and this is what we're going to do without thinking about the fact that it will affect your people more because you're losing products and money. We here are just starting. It's okay. We will survive. But they, they have the product they want to sell. They can't sell it. And then you decide, you know, I'm just going to block it because, you know, we are entitled. I mean, if everybody that feels sense of whatever wakes up and just does that, there'll be total chaos in the country. Um, I, I was hoping to go on for at least another day or two or a week or something for them to really, really feel it there. So, so, it, don't, so it won't occur to them again to think of something like that, like someone will just wake up one day and say, you know, we want to block the road for because we are aggrieved. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I have to say. Thank you, Shadi, for calling and saying it. Mrs. Indubisi is in Ikorodu. Hello, Mrs. Indubisi. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. How's work? Good, it's going well. Yeah. Okay, concern what is going on now. I like it. So that everybody will know who, who is who and where you belong. For instance, they say they, they want to do this thing to maybe to, to hit on the sacrifice and the eat. But now it's affecting them. Some, people, some of them are living here and living now. They are running up and down. They don't know what to do. Some of them are sending uh, this is so yeah, um, uh, and many things, uh, all this uh, uh, food. So now it's affecting them. So they gather and do meetings. They want to uh, make calls to their to their people so that we call it off because it's affecting them. They are roaming, all these young, young boys, they are roaming around, doing nothing. Both of those who are carrying you from my place, they are doing nothing. So I like what is going on, so that everybody will know that he or she belongs. Mrs. So, NBC, thank, thank you for calling. We've got a, another first-time caller on the line. Ashafa is no Jodu. Ashafa, you're my last call. How are you? I'm fine. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah. Um... What what is happening between those people and the southerners? To me, I see as an as an as an eye opener. Mm. What I know is the southerners can live without those people's food. 
if we really if we really do what we are supposed to do. Okay. Enough enough of this taking the southerners into ransom in this country. They've been the the southerners have been I have been tolerating them for long. What just happened now shows that the southerners should just wake up from from their snowball. We have to know full land. A very vast or a very vast land geographically uh, the land space in this in this part of the country okay. that we can do our own family without them. We can live without the southern without the northern food. Thank you, Ashafa, for calling us. Lagos, if you just joined the show, I told you that the leadership of the um, Amalgamated Union of Foodstuff and Cattle Dealers of Nigeria uh, agreed to end the blockade of supplies to the south. They reached that agreement at an ongoing meeting with some governors in Abuja today. A youth leader of the cattle le- uh, dealers uh, in Lagos, Abdullahi Tom, told Daily Trust that um, Governor Yaya Bello of Kogi State is among the leaders who appealed to them to end the industrial action. Now, a lot of you are calling in and saying, oh, you liked that it happened, you liked that it went on, but some some people called earlier on and complained about the fact that there was no food um, at uh, mile 12 market or that food had tripled in price. And we had um, Jimmy Disu um, um, speak with uh, the information commissioner here in Lagos yesterday. And here's how their conversation went. I got a telephone call in this morning to say that things are not going on too well at mile 12, that the supply seems to have dwindled. Are you aware of the current situation in that place? Well, uh, I was just told last night about everything going on, and that uh, the only thing I can tell the government is that the governor, Mr. Biden, is on top of it, and he's going to resolve the matter later this weekend. Well, it's on top of it, but what is the situation? If you said there was no problem, what is there to I resolve? I understand that uh, people bring in a food stuff and yes. uh, cattle down to the southwest, not only Lagos, yes. but stock in some places like Deba, like uh, Lokoja, and that they are having problems to come. And elders in the north are worried about this. Yes. And then people in the southwest are saying, well, this is a lesson for us to be able to grow our own food and feed ourselves. Okay. But the governor is moving in to say, hey, both sides should take it easy and that nobody should suffer consequences of uh, a clash between uh, traders and uh, others. Mm. And I understand that uh, he is uh, going to resolve the matter this weekend amicably. Yes, so that conversation happened yesterday. And before that conversation, we heard the demands of um, the leadership of uh, the Food and Cattle Sellers Association. If you didn't hear it, here it is. Let me go directly to the purpose of our breeding. Today, which will stand our strike. The situation we want, we were receiving in Zaya, Kaduna states, in Java, uh, Niger states, and in Tala, Karaba states, and Lago Jan in Kobi states, is that there will be an intimidation by Nigerian army. They were intimidating our task force by Nigerian army. Our dismay is we look, we write all the security agencies about this our strike. But unfortunately, the Nigerian army were in this room almost 
for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. It's 28 minutes past three. I am Sandra Ezzakwasili. For our first story, we told you that um, the AUFCDN, who blocked the roads for days, starting uh, at Jeba, which is a, a hub for food transport, where you've got lots of trucks moving through there to get to the southwest from the north, have called off um, that blockade. Uh, AUFCDN stands for Amalgamated Union of Food and cattle dealers of Nigeria. Now, of course, I told you that um, buyers in the south were not the only ones feeling the impact of that blockade. Sellers in the north were feeling the the impact as well. You know, in Jeba, where traders uh, spoke with the press, they said that their goods were spoiling because they couldn't move them to the south. Uh, They think that they've lost goods worth over a billion naira. You have to remember, of course, that um, this thing started because some uh, food traders in the north said that they suffered four and a half billion in damages. So now uh, you have another billion that you have to add to that money. But this time the damages are from their own action that was meant to solve the problem. And it's not just Jeba. All over the north, traders are complaining that food prices are crashing because supply and demand. In Kano, I told you a bag of onions dropped from 35,000 to 7,000 now. In Joss, a bag of Irish potatoes fell from 17,000 to 9,000. In Kaduna, a basket of tomatoes went from 800 naira to 150 naira and that's what the markets are looking like in the north food prices are crashing traders are upset in the in the south food prices are rising consumers are upset now the economists are saying that this is affecting both um, the north and the south now thankfully they've called it off and um, we're hoping that things begin to normalize we'll take two calls and then move on to our second story which is also a doozy no more flights are 
above Zamfara and no more mining gold beneath it. That's our second story. So let's take two calls and then talk about that second story. 99.3, hello. 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 Thanks for calling us. What's your name? Uh, my name is Olifield. Welcome. Go ahead. Uh, call, uh, calling from my two. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Yes, please. Uh, yes, concerning the uh, blockade, mm. uh, you can now see the, the outcome and the in-mind set of this Northerners. Okay, what if uh, they are the one that owns the, the crude oil, which means definitely they could have as well uh, disassociated and cut off from Nigeria being the owner of oil. So just ordinary food, you can see their actions. So I think uh, Nigeria has now seen the heart of these people. But again, is it fair to say these people, these northerners, because it's not all of them, even while this was happening, you still had the farmers and the food growers trying to send their food south. A few people were blocking the road and saying, eh, eh, you can't send it south. So is it fair but to, to, on to highway, finger on all highway, of them? On highway, on which authority are they acting on? On highway, Nigerian highway, on which authority are these people acting on? That the, the government, there is a government on an highway. Well, people, people, are people, people, people can decide. Blocking the road. But that's the thing. People can decide to protest however they want to protest. And these people have said, well, this is how we want to show our displeasure about a certain thing. Is it fair to then color an entire ethnic group uh, and say these people, these their mindsets, those people? Is it fair to do that when they were still sending food down, but a few people were saying, no, this food will not reach its destination? This is food, ordinary food. Mm -hmm. Well, what if it's the crude oil? The crude oil that is expensive. I I I, I understand country. what you're saying, but I'm this saying, is, is it fair? Is it fair? Is it fair? Is it fair to paint all of them with the same brush? That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're not addressing that. You're not saying yes, it's fair or no, it's not fair. But there are boundaries. In, there are boundaries, boundaries in which they, they are not supposed to go against. Standing on highway, I'm... Where, you, where, where are you from? Where are you from? Myself? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mean... No, no, no. I, I'm asking because I want to I want to give an example that could help you understand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that um, you're wrong to say, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying okay. that you're wrong to say that they should not have blocked the road. I'm not saying mm. that you're wrong to, to oh, question the, the why. Authority, they, they I'm, not the saying, I'm not saying you don't have a right mm. to ask that question. I am saying, is it fair to say now we know the mind of these people? These people, this is what, what they would have done if they had oil. Is it the people who are doing it or is it a few of their leaders? Because remember that even while their leaders are doing it, the farmers themselves are still sending the food. Now, the food where they send, now it pack for road, they but, spoil. Uh, yes, yes. But do they have respect for governance? The, the government, do they have fear for government? That is only government that can regulate goods, goods and uh, services. Or which authority do they have to regulate goods and stop goods? I mean, in terms of uh, food, so uh, in fact, we all know the reality now. I don't think don't I, I don't think we're having the same conversation, but I do thank you for calling us. Anthony is in a catcher. Hello, Anthony. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Turn your radio off. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so continue from where the last caller stopped. Mm -hmm. Me as an Easterner, mm. do you think I, I will be able to block uh, a river Niger and say that nobody will gonna cross the I don't know. Would, could you be able to do that? 
That's why I'm asking you because it seems there are two laws in this country. One for the north and one for the south. Now, imagine that I go to the market to buy spare parts and the spare parts are more expensive in an Easterner shop than they are in a Yoruba person's shop. Would it be fair for not, me to say... That is not, that is not no, what that ho- Hold on. Would it be fair of me to say these Easterners are doing this? Because that's the argument I was having with the last <laughs> caller. The, no, you, you are seeing it as a regional store. But I'm talking about a group of individuals mm. blocking the highway, a federal highway. Mm. That is on one side. But let's put that aside. Mm-hmm. I wish they didn't call off that strike. Okay. Because those who are agitating or those who are blocking the road are middlemen. Okay. They are not the farmers. Okay. Now the farmers are losing money. So who is to be blamed? I'm in my 50s, and I can tell you that until my late 20s, I never eat any food that comes from the north. So where do you buy your my, tomatoes from? My father was a farmer. I grew up in my community, and we have enough food to eat and to give away. So, so, so you don't eat you this, don't eat cow meat. Means, you don't eat cow meat. You don't eat tomato. You don't eat onions. Ma- is, you eat onions. You eat onions. Uh, I can do without an onion. Uh, so, but, but you've never eaten onions since your 20s. I do eat onions, but I'm can, I can tell uh-huh. you that. If you, have, if you do eat onions, you're eating food from the north now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, at the wrong lawn, those who are locking the roads are the ones that will lose. And it's a wake-up call for all the leaders and the governors and those who are elected on the, uh, on the southern Nigeria. To all right, Anthony, thank you very much for calling. Like I said, two calls and then our second story. No more flights above Zamfara and no more mining gold beneath it. President Buhari has banned flights and mining as part of his strategy to crack down on bandits. What's the connection between bandits, flights and gold mining? Well, we've talked about the gold mining one before, remember? As far back as 2019, we were getting reports that some of these bandit gangs were controlling the illegal gold mining trade, and that's why they were arming themselves to keep that control. Of course, it's easier to buy arms when you have gold. But how do they get the arms in, 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 into places like Zamfara? That's where the flights come in. At least according to Garba Shehu, the president's media aide, he told BBC Hausa that the government has reports that different aircraft fly into and over Zamfara and other states to deliver arms to bandits. So the president ordered the no-fly zone to cut the bandits off from the arms supply. But now there are some questions being asked. First of all, um, if, as Garba Shehu said, this is happening in other states as well, why is the no-fly zone in Zamfara only? Perhaps this is just the first phase. We'll be monitoring this. We'll see how it goes. Remember last week, President Buhari criticized the idea of amnesty for the bandits. And a lot of Nigerians were asking, if he says no amnesty, then what's his plan to defeat them? Now, you now have this gold mining ban, this no-fly zone ban, and they appear to be step one in that plan. So the question becomes, can they work? Will they be properly enforced? Because it's one thing to announce a a no-fly zone above an entire state, and it's another for the Air Force to commit the planes and personnel to patrol and enforce that no-fly zone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
And it's one thing to ban gold mining. It's another thing to have the army, the police, civil defense, etc., etc., put the boots on the ground to monitor every gold mine in the state and all the routes that connect them. And it's another thing completely to make sure that these officers doing that job actually do the job and not turn a blind eye in exchange for bribes. And then, of course, there's a question of who. Who is behind these planes arming the bandits? From whom are they buying these arms? How are they paying them? It's not cryptocurrency that they're using. Have we found a way to track those transactions? 0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Our number for women, 01465-7190. Let's stick to what's on the ground. The gold mining ban and the no-fly zone. Do you believe they can work? Do you see this as a strong first step from the president? Or do you think that this thing will be ineffective? Agwoma is on the line. Hello, Agwoma. Thank you for calling us. Hello. Thanks for calling, Aguma. Yeah, my name is Aguma. Yes. Thank you, Sandra. Um, actually, I don't know why uh, the call-off came. After all, uh, the perceived uh, um, people that are supposed to be ben- uh, losing from the ban of the full stuff have not complained. And they were not part of the negotiating team that uh, brought about the call-off. So I don't know why it was necessary for them to call up because we are the southerners are less concerned about that. Um, having said that, uh, I think um, the issue of no fly zone in Sanfara, I don't know what is our Air Force doing. Uh, it, <laughs> is that how it's done that a flight can be stopped? What is the flight are move, should move? Why the Air Force observe there are radar? that see the actions of a, uh, a aircraft in the air and determine what they do. After all, we have heard that the, it is the military that dropped these uh, uh, weapons to them in the forest. So how, who is, uh, uh, you know, uh, monitoring who? And it, it, it draws me to the attention of the crash uh, uh, fl- uh, plane uh, in, in the recent past. You know, that was aimed as going to, is it Niger or something like that, to, to checkmate uh, the activities of these uh, kidnappers. And all of a sudden, it crashed. And so, I don't understand. Even the president himself, where is he coming from? Is he, is he a newcomer? Is he a, stra- a stranger in what is happening? In this? We don't hear him speak of some of this policy. Convince Nigeria of his policy. We just wake up in the morning, we hear President Buhari say this or say that. Has he ever appeared to Nigerians and tell them why I'm taking this kind of measures? There was a closure in the border. For, for some time, there was no, because of uh, some uh, dubious people. And we have a custom that are supposed to do their duties, and they were not doing their duties in the border, and it led to, to, to the closure of the border. Is that how, why? Let, let's sack uh, the Air Force, let's sack the uh, custom people. And know that we don't have uh, uh, all these security agents that monitor all these things. You are not supposed to ban such things. Air Force are supposed to be on ground to monitor what's happening there. Are there not police stations? Are there not military barracks there? 
Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm listening. Yeah, so, so why is it that if there is a, a, a shortage of water, somebody mix water, uh, poison in water, then we ban drinking of water in Nigeria? What kind of ideas, what kind of government do we have? What are the institutions doing? Let's leave it at that, Agoma. Thank you very much for calling us. You've been sending us messages on WhatsApp. Let's try and take a couple of them. Huh? WhatsApp is um, 080-959-75805. The Northerners think that everything in Nigeria is about them. Okay. Um, thank you for your message. WhatsApp, like I said, 080-959-75805. Sebastian from Aja says... Um, Sandra, please uh, play the interview Sheriff had with Bola Ogba. Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much for your message. Sandra, I'm not happy they called off the strike. I tell you, if that strike continued for two weeks, there would have been serious problem between the farmers and the middlemen. Stephen from Igondo says. Grandma Princess says... Um, it's expected that um, these food traders will cut their strike and no one needed to beg them to stop it because all they did was just waste their money, their effort and the time of farmers whose products have gotten rotten. After boasting that they will carry their foodstuff to their brothers in Niger, Shad, etc., this is looking like a hatched plan since government is spending so much building railway to Niger. Next thing is to build oil pipeline from the south to Niger. All this has happened uh, and it's a big eye opener for the people in the south hmm. my god I- i'm very uncomfortable with these messages I- i'm very uncomfortable with how we're seeing this because again it's not everybody in the north that did this it's a it's a few people who appointed themselves leaders who made this choice you know you know it, it this is a relic from from the civil war days remember i mean uh, so you have a, a, a number of of um army generals kill off the leaders of a particular ethnic group and then the ethnic group transfers that aggression to an entire ethnic group and then you go on to have a civil a war that we have not gotten over we've not recovered from years later that's why i'm very very uncomfortable with this rhetoric you know it's a few people who did this we have to remember that the farmers who are northerners continued to send their goods down south so people with a block route now for their pockets the farmers like you and me just wanted to sell their product some other men decided hey, we are your leaders and we'll show these people pepe because they did something i don't think that it's fair to say these people those people we have to remind ourselves to say some of them it's important because when you other a person, it makes it easy for you to met out injustice to them. But when you remember that it's a few people, then you can focus on those few people. I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> All right, we've got another person here. Sandra, when the NSARS protest blocked a state expressway, the army moved in. When northern protesters blocked a federal expressway, where was the federal army? Harry is asking that question. 
All right, then. Uh, Engineer Adams from Lecky says, I totally disagree with the ban of aircraft in Zamfara State by the president. This is not the way to go. All right. Well, what is the way to go? Someone is asking me if I'm the spokesperson for the northerners. I'm not. I'm just a spokesperson for humanity, for human beings. Let's move on to our final story. Uh, the government's um, plan for fighting COVID. Specifically, we're going to talk about the rollout plan for the 3.9 million AstraZeneca vaccines that we just got from COVAX. So here are some new details about how the vaccination drive will work. Vaccinations will start on Friday with a few frontline medical workers getting the jab. So it's basically going to be a ceremonial gesture. Then on Saturday, the president and the vice president will also be vaccinated. By Monday, vaccination centers will be open at State House, the National Assembly Complex, and the Federal Medical Center, Jabi. Those will be for certain groups of leaders, including the Secretary to the Government of the Federation, Senate President, Speaker of the House of Representatives, Attorney General of the Federation, Inspector General of Police, the Ministers and Ministers of States, Senators, House of Representatives, traditional leaders, and religious leaders. Now, by the way, this has caused something of a debate. Some Nigerians are saying that there are too many dignitaries on that list. Other people are saying that it's fine. Some believe that government officials should get vaccinated first because they are essential to running the country, but that um, traditional and religious leaders should wait their turn with everybody else. I wonder who you agree with. Then after these leaders, the government will start moving the vaccines to the states. They'll fly them to every state that has an airport. Those without airports will not get them by road uh, um, from the closest airport. They'll get it, sorry. They'll get it by road from the closest airport. They're going to use vans and trucks that have um, cold storage. And when the vaccines get to the states, the priority is supposed to be frontline medical workers. And then after them, people who are 60 and older. And then people who are age 50 to 59. And then every other adult. But of course, I'm wondering whether the political and um, religious and traditional leaders at state level will not insist on being given priority as well. But beyond debates about priority, there's also the issue of transparency. How do we ensure that the people supposed to get it next actually get it and that the vaccines are not diverted? Because I'm thinking about what happened with palliatives, you know? Well, the PTF says that they will use different organizations to monitor. So they're going to use the EFCC, ICPC, SSS, PTF itself, Federal Ministry of Health, civil society groups. And that leads me to another question. I have a lot of questions. I'm always asking questions on this show. Am I right? And I want you to answer this question. Do you believe that this particular coalition of groups will be able to monitor the distribution process? 0700-993-993-993. And tell me what you think about government's priority list. Do you agree or, or disagree with so many religious, traditional, political leaders uh, being so high up on that list? What do you think about the monitoring plan? Oh, ooh, by the way, we are expecting 500,000 more vaccines this month. 
paid for by MTN. So thank you, MTN. Let's speak with Nonye in Lekki. Hello, Nonye. Thank you for calling us. Hello. Thanks Hello, for calling. I'm all right. Welcome. Uh, so I want to complain something before I talk. What's that? What's no. that? This lady that is speaking so I don't think as I am now, if I think the investment but I don't talk you will pay me. What happened? If you will pay the call, hello, what is your name? I will tell her my name. She will now post. Hello, okay, where are you calling from? I will talk. She will post again. I've called now, five minutes don't go. I called. She probably you know she caught my call. I'm I'm not card now. I know I know people that you for the FB load my card. I don't like it too. Okay, we'll talk to her. Sorry about that, eh? We'll talk to her. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Which story do you want to talk about? We've got three now. I want to talk in two stories. That one, that the people that, uh, that, 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 that don't want to, that yeah, say, okay, let me let open the food, food something to enter. Mm. Hmm? See, it's like, well, it, it, as they open and so they for, they for no opener now, they for no opener. This is, this is what it is. They call one, 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 one to jump. Don't you say to jam don't enter the head now. They come to the open. Nobody said that say now they are wearing their thinking cap. Put to that wore their thinking cap because I don't know the kind of cap they wear before. When I eat with cap, I've been out like that cap. Shark cap na cap. I don't know the kind of cap they wear before. When I think it's not the kind of cap, I don't know the cap they wear before. Understand me? Okay. Okay. Now, hello? I'm here. Vaccine now. They better tell you about this vaccine matter. This vaccine is not to palliative. But the way this vaccine matter they go now, I don't understand it. Vaccine now, the vaccine that they came, they are brought by the giving us condition. Send the vaccine. They are even telling us if you want it, because it is easy if you like, take it. If you don't like, don't take it. They are not going to encourage you, citizens, to take it. No, they're encouraging, you know. They're encouraging to take it, oh. If they're encouraging not to take it, they will say, if you, if you like. See, there's a way you put it. Okay, now, you know how you guys correct somebody now that says, don't be saying those at the house, what is the best thing to do? Them. These people. That's not them, they talk. That's not them, they talk. They're correcting me. They're correcting me. You don't need to take correction. Another person called the game. And all of you are doing those in their men. They will see that nobody can correct them. You understand? Okay, now let's assume that that man is a an evil man. And you say all evil people are behaving like that. One person is not called. Why is it that you hate evil? I don't know why you understand me. I understand you. Because it's outside man now. They are saying that is how they do. Is it all outside people that you see? Evil people they need to do this one. Evil people want to take time. But that's what they do. I don't know that you make that comment that evil people. But you know, but you know, see, you're you're also doing the same thing. You're telling him not to do. You're saying evil people. Get me. I want to do what they are doing. So they understand. No, you, you can, you can, you can, you can teach without doing the same okay, thing. Okay, now let me teach them now. Mm. Some Igbo people, they, they do Ishwa. Some they do Ishwa like hundred percent. Eighty do Ishwa. Uh, do you know? Do you know what is eighty percent? You know, you know. Bye bye. Let me talk to Shade. Shade, how are you? <laughs> Shade isn't there anymore. Ninety-nine point three. Hello. Sandra, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. How are you? I know this one that you are looking for thinking cap. Well, we're looking for what? You are looking for thinking cap. <laughs> it's only the spinos cap that is valid. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Abednego. Welcome, Abednego. Good afternoon. Thank you. And you see, I think I like the. I won't call it preferential treatment, but I think I like how this thing is going. But because the truth is, if there not be the first to take a nap. WhatsApp message go spread fast again, then a mark of CCC. So it go good 
if you start from them truly, truly. You know, but it shouldn't be on um, priority level. It should be, we they take them so that we go show as example to honor where they fear. I mean, because if one or two religious leaders take them this week, I promise you, half the church members have the squad be on their way to register on top of that website. So it's a thing of, oh, see I'm here, see I'm there, that kind of thing. I mean, Sandra, for instance, if you take your own and you come and tell us how you feel, at least out of the 970,000 of us, where they listen, a large number would say, I want to take it because President Sandra has gone to do her own. Mm. So I think it's a thing of make we run them so that they would see that, yes, we are doing it. However, would this thing get to everybody, maybe, after all, not be food? If it was what they could have been hoarding, now they would have been hoarding it. <laughs> so this one, now you can be hoarding. You cannot be hoarding. Ah, they will hoard it. Too. I remember when um, uh, malaria, sorry, not malaria now, HIV retroviral drugs were hoarded. You know, after being paid for by a foundation and they expired in storage. Sandra, they were hoarding that one because HIV is very important at that point in time. And it was not, I don't think it was something that would come regularly and stuff like that. But this is something now that has affected everybody. So Mm. I hope they will not be hoarding it. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Abednego, thank you very much for calling. Frank and Ajao, welcome. Auntie Sandra. Long time. Ah, not, you know. <laughs> Where did you go? I did. I call every day. Now, I think then I used to make a no pick my call. Ah, uh-uh, now. How are you talking about that? Hey. Once I said, Mr. Frank, I'm surprised for today. Eh, well, welcome. Eh, welcome. Uh, I never talked to my auntie since over two months now. <laughs> my biggest auntie, <laughs> President Sandra. Welcome. What do you want to I talk about? You. I missed you too. What do you want to talk about? Many things. Anywhere where you stop me, I go stop. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to start from these people that block food. Why did they open it? Because you people were complaining. You people were complaining uh, that your food was expensive. Why must they complain? They be like then they produce, now then they block road. They for live now. See bag of onions from thirty-seven thousand to seven thousand. They for block and make it be free of charge. After all, we buy one onions for five hundred last two months. They for block them. Money now more here, now more here. Yes, now since the teacher they get sense. You know, no say that for no good. Then for the plan where they say make you no go some for again. Make worry his hand on his chest and say he doesn't know what is happening there. He do that. Can you enter plan now without somebody touching you? Can you send where be without somebody touching you? Can plan move up? Me and you get plan. We get private jets. Maybe security there that where they search plan before plan go enter before it go move. Uh, does it mean that they, they don't have people that that is controlling all these things? Why is he deceiving himself? I say he's deceiving the whole two hundred or something million people in this Nigeria. Is it possible? If he if he know that this thing is too much on him that he cannot take care of this, let him step down. Let we have billions of people that can do that can, that can do that work. I don't want to go more than this. So thank you, Frank. Let me just stop there before I get annoyed. All right. Thank you, Frank. Try and call again. Eh? Let's talk to Jeff. Our last call is Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for calling us. President <laughs> Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I just want to say something. Mm. It's very, very simple. Okay. See, for in this life, eh, mm. they say the two ones wash each other. Mm. You cannot think you are greater than everybody. 
Mm-hmm. See, in this country, the higher population always win the game. Mm-hmm. See, let us don't deceive ourselves. These people they are talking about, they have the population of Nigeria. So you can imagine the power they have. Whether you like it or not, if you put them in a... Let's, put, let's just draw the line. Mm. They are more than us. So you cannot keep on thinking that because they are in one side of coin. If they are not them, the more we need them, the more they need us too. But the problem, I just see that the people ruling them mm. make them look like they, as if they are bad. They are not bad. These people are people that have contest like you and I. Mm. When you check, when you check someone farming for you and sending you food, mm. you working a white collar job. Look his palm and look your palm. You are in ashes in sun. Mm. You can imagine why will you say them? Go to the farm and send food to others and let that person that you are sending food insult you and get home and look what you will do to him. Tell him to go to that farm and work, whether he can take it. You can imagine those people there. Mm. They are suffering. Those middle people, they are in AC. That's why they are contemplating what they are contemplating. That is what I will call it. <laughs> because if, if you look, if you look the sense mm. of those people that is in the middle, mm-hmm. they are foolish because they they did not go to farm. They are just they are collecting money. For the for the mind of why say don't transfer, don't fly. I will ask. I will just ask him a little question. Mm. You are not here. You will be somewhere sending someone. And that, for me, I'm lost because if you are a father of your house, you never come outside for one day and you are sending one servant of yours mm. to tell your child that this happened, this happened. This happened. Mm. One day, the child says, this kind of nonsense. Where is my papa? My partner, they're talking, don't die. It's very, very simple. If you want to address something, come in personal. Your presence matters a lot. No matter, no matter that you have one eye or one leg, the moment you are here, even though the person that wanted to do bad, your president can change his mood. All right. This is this is what we are lacking. For me, flying the airport, they will still fly because I'm not there to look. I am not a security agent. They will still mine gold. Why they will mine gold? Because me, as a security man, the condition in Nigeria, when you want to mine gold, hmm. I refuse to, to let you mind the good. Mm. My brother, in, in my mind, give me something. I refuse. They will kill me. Jeff, thank you very much for calling. Let's bring you business news and then switch gear to uh, the glass ceiling. On the glass ceiling today, we're asking yet again, whose responsibility is it to take care of the child? I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away.